Hey everybody, Mark D, IT Guy, Dad, and Spooky Movie Nerd! No, uh, I'm, I'm really not, but I, I have picked what I thought was going to be, I guess, the scariest movie of the collection to release to you today, this day of my Halloween. Um, you know, L Luca Brasi sleeps with the trick-or-treaters. Ew, no, no, no. Strike that, strike that, no. No, bad joke, bad joke. But it's uh, 2010's remake of the 1940s Lon Chaney Jr. classic, The Wolfman. And I would howl, but my family's asleep and they'll, they'll, they will definitely hear it and be like, what the fuck is going on? So no howls. I'll, I'll find one from the sound library thing. So this movie is, um, this movie is interesting. And I would not, uh, <laughs> about like 10 minutes in, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? And part of that was, uh, I don't know how I want to even start this, this process out. Honestly, I just, I'm rubbing my head in a very stereotypical television gesture of I'm confused. Even though you can't see me, this is radio, nor should, should I ever belong in front of a camera. Honestly, I'm hideous, disfigured even. Um, I think I'll start with the good things. I'll, I, th I think that in the interest of this being Halloween and this being a Halloween movie or a spooky movie or whatever, I think I'll start with the good things, right? So, well, let's run some numbers. Let's run some numbers. Uh, movie budget, 150 mil, came out um, on a day in 2010. You know what? I'll, I'll look for the day. I feel bad that I didn't, you know, take note of that. Wolfman, 2010. All right, IMDb, do your worst. Released on January 27th, 2010. Not, um, not the schedule I would have chosen for it. So, uh, you know, numbers, uh, it cost an estimated 150 million. It, um, made like 130 total worldwide uh initially budgeted for 85 in england it shot from the beginning of march to almost the end of june in 2008 so after that 2009 all of it was post-production into the early 2010 they i guess wanted to, to miss christmas with that wolf shit you know but they should have hit halloween for it that would have been nice um, yeah, there were also, uh, some pickups and, and, and other scenes and reshoots that happened in May of 2009. And this explains what I thought were a lot of the issues, but I'm talking about good things, but we're running the numbers. So anyway, um, uh, yeah, didn't do well. There's an extended cut. Apparently, I saw the extended cut, the DVD release, right, or whatever. And it um, has 17 minutes of footage that I don't think anybody fucking missed. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. And a really, really cool 1940s Universal logo, which is the first thing you see. And it is so, so cool. It's so pretty. And I was, I was like, okay. I, I, I guess I'm in for this now, you know, like we're good. 
we're good. We can do it. However, I don't know that we did, but I'll start with the good, the good, the good. There's definitely good things. It's a decently long movie, it felt like, which actually might be a bad thing. Um, run time. Running time of 103 minutes. Okay, it felt longer than that. However, the original Wolfman is like 70 minutes. Okay, yes, nice things, good things, good things. Uh, the good. The original Universal logo was the good. The general aesthetic I, I did like, I did enjoy the general aesthetic of the movie. And I say that with an asterisk, right? The general aesthetic. It was moody. The costumes were cool looking. The, you know, uh, the lighting was, uh, again, asterisk, interesting and... It was kind of muted, rich colors, if you can dig that. So saturated, but muted, I would assume. Um, so not luminous, not bright, but definitely saturated. That made it look kind of like a storybook. And that's what I liked. It looked like not Technicolor, right? They're not doing Technicolor. They're not doing Wizard of Oz. But it definitely had a look that implied this this age but also mystery and 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 things like that like a storybook i want to say like a storybook I'll, I'll 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 stick with that one and there was there was an emphasis on on moonlight which i loved the you know the the makeup right so rick baker and uh, benicio del toro both wanted the makeup to look like you know the original wolfman and that was maybe not the best idea because we've seen you know the howling american werewolf in london and, and things like this but seeing as how this is a remake of probably the most famous right you know werewolf character i think that it is appropriate right because wolfman didn't even just appear in the wolfman he appeared in several movies like frankenstein meets the wolfman what the fuck it's frankenstein's monster team hello can we anyway Anyway, um, so, you know, one of the things that I, I thought in seeing this movie is this could, this should have been the beginning of the dark cinematic universe, not fucking Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Tom Cruise's The Mummy should have had people from this movie in it kind of thing, you know, Th those references should have been there. And if they were, I mean, fucking, I barely remember that movie. I, I recently learned that Jake Johnson was in it and I'm like what I saw this movie I do not remember Jake Johnson in it I just remember like a chase scene with the European ambulances and Tom Cruise is fucking being the guy from Mission Impossible all the time and I'm just like oh, okay sure yeah whatever no big deal god I'm so fucking mad at these movies right now I'm not I'm not that mad at this movie it just sounds like it but everything I have to say is fucking bad like, I'm really trying hard to get the good stuff here. Um, so the score. So Danny Elfman did the score. There's also reports that uh, an ambient artist buys the name of... Fair uh, is this ambient artist buys the name of... Lustmord. And I think I've actually listened to some Lustmord. Lustmord is a Welsh musician, which would seem very appropriate. 
did the soundtrack. Now, now Elfman did the score. Elfman does his Elfman things. If you think of Elfman, you think of The Simpsons, you think of Men in Black, you think of A Nightmare Before Christmas, of Oingo Boingo. There's a million more credits. I'm sure there's like super famous Elfman scores that I'm not even coming up with right now in my head. I know I've talked about them several times on this. Uh, Batman, he actually did the Batman song for uh, the fucking Tim Burton Batmans, you know? I'm sure he did all the Tim Burton movie, like fucking, yeah, you know, he's, they're, they're boys. And um, Elfman did a really interesting thing where, and I'm going to use the word cheesy to describe the 1940s thing. I don't mean cheesy, like, oh, it's cheesy, it's gross, but there's a certain level of nostalgia in that that I mean. Uh, that when I say cheesy, like, it's a very much... We are making you appeal to or recall this thing. That's what I mean when I say cheesy. Because sometimes I like cheesy. I li you know, like, that's a thing that I do. And, um... So when I say cheesy, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. But he does a thing where he gets, like, the cheesy motifs of the Wolfman. I'm pretty sure that that's, like, the original motif and shit like that. Or, or very close to it. But he makes it like bigger and more like a superhero like theme or march kind of thing so very much uh batman-esque or i think what i had initially written down uh in my notebook was um kind of towards the end of the movie and we'll talk about that i'm like this is like a fucking werewolf superhero movie you know and that then again it's like well they should have started the fucking dark cinematic universe this way have this like crusader werewolf or something you know i don't fucking know I can do movie exec jobs, you know. I'm sorry I popped the fucking microphone there. But I can do movie exec jobs, if that's the case. So. Yeah, I just, um. That was good. Elfman's score was good. Uh, let's keep going. Let's keep going down the good train. Uh, I wrote Emily Blunt. So Emily Blunt is good. I love Emily Blunt in everything. I think that she's great. So nothing nothing to say about that. Nothing doing there. So atmosphere, general atmosphere of the movie. Yes, the standing stones part was when like, oh, wait, maybe this movie is good. <laughs> God, I'm so mean. But I was like, well, maybe this movie is good. The standing stones, like it got silent. Uh, it's all white, this mist. And, and the standing stones themselves are, are just such an interesting feature and I don't know if they're fake or real. I don't know anything about the English countryside. Um, I'd love to mo know more. I just haven't been and haven't done extensive research. But that was really cool. That was a really cool kind of one-on-one -on -one scene. And we'll talk more about that area of the movie. Uh, you know, but again, the makeup and the practicals. Um, Hugo Weaving's voice. Hugo Weaving appears in this movie. And Hugo Weaving's voice is great. It's wonderful. He has to be like top 12 in voices, I think. So some of the sets are great, like the uh, Talbot Hall, the big, massive, just fucking meandering, insane person's room that Anthony Hopkins just is in all the time. I love that shit. Like, I fucking love it. Like, I wish I could live there in a fucked up old castle with a bunch of random curios scattered about and no real sense of flow or design and just immense space where you could just fucking, I don't know, 
die and no one would find you. Like, honestly, I like that. That, that really appealed to me in a very, um, uh, maybe neuroatypical organizationally challenged way. And uh, I like the cheesy nods. There's some cheesy nods that I'm very certain are from the original movie, like when, you know, Lawrence is, is headed down to the crypt or whatever, and the, the wind blows and things like that. That was cool. Um, so I don't know. Um, hmm. Okay. So the, that was that was pretty much the good. So I guess I'm going to go... I guess I'm going to go to the, the, the whatever or the bad. Uh, oh, no, I missed one good. I missed one good, and that is Sir Anthony Hopkins. I think he's Sir. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, I'll just leave out any honorifics and save myself there. Anthony Hopkins monologuing. When he's, like, really into the monologue, it's, it's great. That's great. It doesn't mean that it needs to be in this movie or... Or in any movie, really, it just it it just it's a fun thing to watch. Anthony Hopkins monologue. I think that he monologues like four times a day just to keep you know monologuing. So he's ready to monologue. He's ready to just fucking hit it, hit the ground running. And it's like you know, well, this is your character's backstory. It doesn't matter. Um, he's just he's gonna monologue. He's gonna do it. You you paid him to show up. He'll fucking do it, and he'll read what he reads of the character from the script, and he'll do it and. Sometimes that changes. Sometimes, yeah, that, sometimes that changes. So only when he's monologuing, not necessarily when he's in the movie, per se. So I have a lot of bad uh, written down, so I think I'm going to go to the whatever, right? So the whatever is things I'm pretty whatever about. So there's gore. There's a ton of gore. It's like, fine, whatever. I don't care. Um... So John Talbot's whole thing is that he's just crazy, and that's that's the plot. Like I'm crazy. Nah, that's I'm pretty whatever about that. I I, I would actually maybe recategorize that into the bad, because it's like counter save the cat. It's like shoot the dog at that point, literally and figuratively. Um, and then the the wolf v wolf dawn of of justice at the end. I I'm very whatever about. I'm. Sh I'm very certain that on like a horror movie podcast, people were like, that's so rad. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's your opinion. But it's not mine. I do not share it. I respect it. I do not share it. Sometimes I like cheesy shit. Pacific Rim being the cheesiest fucking robot fight you've ever seen. But it was so engaging. Whereas, you know, Transformers being also a cheesy fucking robot fight. Like, it does something else, and I hate it. So it's a weird middle ground. I don't know where or why. I just know that it is. So there's that. And let's get to the bad. And the bad is the, the rest of this is going to be bad. If you don't want to hear me shit talk the movie, stop now. Thanks for listening. I love you all. Bye-bye. Um, but the movie's bad. The movie's bad. And there's, there's a lot of bad. Ah, oh, where do we start? Ah, oh, the screenplay. I just wrote the screenplay. I hate the screenplay. I hate the screenplay so, so much. I I understand that the Save the Katniss of it is, um, the Save the Katniss Everdeen of it is from the original. So there was a, a, a previous movie called The Werewolf of London and had, uh, 
you know, another actor who was, who played a jerk, you know, because studios back then, they would like write the movie for the actor that they had on hire. And that actor had to just make X amount of movies and they fucking did it. It's a whole different scene. So he was a jerk and that movie did, did not do well. The Wolfman did very well. And one of the Wolfman's kind of defining characteristics was the performer, Lon Chaney Jr., but the character of Lawrence Talbot was that he was a sympathetic character. And it's very much Save the Cat. So in this screenplay, Lawrence is a jerk and a terrible actor. The He's, he's a stage actor and he's in London and he's performing Hamlet, if you will. In the extended version, they have a bit of him on stage doing the Alas Poor Yorick. I knew him well, Horatio, and... All that bullshit. Uh, holding the skull, even. But his reading is so fucking bad. It is awful. It is terrible. How the fuck Lawrence Talbot has come from America touring with an actor's troupe. Get the fuck right out of here. Just fucking leave. There must have been, like, a, a weird, like, lascivious reason why he would be doing that. And, like, maybe in his head, he thinks he's a good actor. But, like, really, it's, like, the rumors that he has just, like, a huge dick. And people show up at the theater to try to see it, you know, in those tights. Like, I think it's something like that. Because immediately after, he's, like, fucking cavorting with all the cast. And then Emily Blunt shows up and she's like, oh, your brother died. And I was his fiance. And he's like, oh, fuck. Well, he's not here. You know, or your brother's missing, I should say. And this one, this one woman who's an absolute fucking smoke show grabs a wine out of his hand, drops it back, looks at Emily Blunt and is like, she's not hotter than me. And then walks out like if there's a whole thing. I, I don't know. It's really sexually charged. That one moment. It's um, too much, I would say. Way too much. And Emily Blunt playing a very demure uh, English uh, lady, really lady proper she was engaged to lawrence's brother ben and ben has been missing so this the screenplay doesn't always make sense in my image of what the story would be like uh again anthony hopkins is just like i'm crazy let the beast out and uh yeah i don't know uh did not seem satisfying that he would kill his both his sons, because they took a woman away from him because he was horny. But, like, uh, um, you know, w wolves wouldn't... The natural thing is not to kill your, your family, actually. Wolves, uh, they wouldn't do that. I, they wouldn't survive much in the wild if they did at all. So, if we're going to take the wolf metaphor, like, a lot, like, a lot, lot, yeah, um... And he does this whole creep out thing uh, to Emily Blunt at one point, and I was like, dude, I get it, but nah, you know. And uh, when um, <laughs> when Lawrence is going through his fucking uh, Sam Raimi uh, learning my spider powers thing, and he uh, he notices Gwen, I believe is her name, Gwen, uh, Emily Blunt's character. I was like, yeah, bro, me too, but also too much. Too much, you know, way too much. 
you need to bring that, you need to dial that back down, like, way down. So, I, I guess this whole, like, um, feral in this thing, and then, and in the screenplay, people ask him, like, probably like five fucking times, like, why are you an actor? Why are you pretending to be people? Why are you pretending to be something you're not? And it's like, are we, are we, is the idea of the werewolf, are we pretending not to be beasts, quote unquote? Um, because they didn't do a good job of outlining, understanding, working through that, or any of these things. They, they, I think that that was there, like, in an early draft, and it just got chopped out in bits. So, you know, there's things like that. Uh, some things feel kind of, like, put together and uh, shoehorned in, like, the Anthony Hopkins being the wolf, uh, and then his whole justification is, nah, I'm crazy, bro. Yeah, I killed your mom. Yeah, I didn't kill you then, but I killed your mom. No big deal. And, uh, you know, whatever. And I killed your brother. That's fine. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it doesn't, mm, it doesn't jive well. It doesn't, doesn't sit well. Uh, doesn't, uh, Jasper sit well. Hey, Joe Johnson. Um, who directed the first Avenger, which does not have Jasper sit well. Fuck my life. But it does feel like a superhero movie, so that makes so much fucking sense. Um, there's like a, a, what felt like a monstrous montage towards the end of the movie, and I just stopped paying attention. I legitimately, I'm like, I don't give a fuck after Hugo Weaving goes and, and finds him in, or tries to find him in, in uh, uh, Jesus, what's her name? Gwen's, Gwen Stacy, right? Sam Raimi, Gwen Stacy, Gwen's antique store. There's like a montage, and I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't. I really don't. And I just stopped paying attention for a while. I just, it, it was a lot. And, and this is after um, the torture porn and the London set piece, which ostensibly would have been the end one, where he fucking, like, punches a steam bus or something, and there's, like, a million, like, gores, and people are like, oh, bro, he does, like, the sickest kills there. Like, he rips the guy's hand off and shoves it up his ass. Again, these are not the things that I like. So, I was really checked out. Yeah, and, and Anthony Hopkins out here switching accents every five fucking seconds, too. Like, dude has like three accents in the movie. It makes more sense when they did pickups like a fucking year later. No one remembers what the fuck they were doing. Uh, probably nobody took the time to even show the actors their, their you know, their rough cuts or whatever to just fucking show up and like bro pay me my shit let's do it so there's that um there's some visual things that i don't like they do um they do a weird color grade on the exterior of the village scenes where it's like extra blue and the blacks are extra lifted to make it seem extra old and i'm just like nothing else in the fucking movie looks like that so i mean whatever you you do you but I, I wouldn't, I would not have done that. And, um, they, uh, they also do things like there's one scene where, where Lawrence is talking to the sick, um, manservant, I believe is what Anthony Hopkins calls him, who, by the way, I don't know what happens to him in this movie. Does Anthony Hopkins kill him finally? I do not remember. It must have been during the Skyfall, you know, setup part where I just stopped paying attention. Uh, it, although in Skyfall, it was still interested in and in, in watched them home alone that shit so that was um that's a whole different thing but it was very much 
we're doing Skyfall structure now, where we're going to get out of the city and we're going to just crank the danger all the way up and go into an isolated place. They, they did that and it didn't pay off. But uh, he's talking to the sick, uh, was, the actor's name is like Art something. I can't, I can't think of it. I'm not going to look it up because uh, then I have to click. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. You twisted my arm. Eh. No, I feel bad leaving that guy out. He's, he's pretty fucking dope, actually. Uh, Sing is his uh, character's name and he is Art Malik. They're talking in uh, Sing's room and Lawrence has walked in with a lamp like a, a little like fire fucking candle type thing with a reflector dish you know because well reflector dish and um there's there's a lamp like by the door and there's a lamp on the other side of the room and they're in a room he's the dude doesn't live in a fucking solarium right and the 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 key light of this scene is like a big soft blue you know or white in comparison to candles white overhead and I'm just like motherfuckers you motherfuckers you ignored the scene you ignored it just hot ignored it you hot ignored this fucking scene and are just like just do conversation lighting they're two dudes having a conversation it doesn't fucking matter I just I I, I, I noticed it and I was like motherfuckers how many times have they done this and I haven't been paying attention Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's the, the, it was so jarring that it actually, like, it took me out of it. It made me start thinking about all the fucking lighting setups now. I was just like, what the fuck are these people even fucking doing? And you know what? Hey, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe it was moonlight through a window or whatever. I just, I didn't fucking see it, man. I didn't fucking see it. And when I notice it, because I'm not a noticer, when I notice it, it is fucked. Okay? Fucked. Uh, just doing conversation lighting. Like, oh, two dudes just broing down. Just bro, bro, bro light them. Uh, a lot of the CGI, not great. Not great. Not excellent. Did not be excellent to each other over, over the years. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of all I have to say. Like, Joe Johnson, uh, Johnston has definitely had a really interesting career in like adventure type movies. He worked on Indiana Jones. He did Young Indiana. He directed some of the Young Indiana Jones stuff. He directed The Rocketeer, which is, a, a, I mean, I still want to see it again, but I remember like being so amazed by it as a, as a, as a kid. So, and I love that design of the helmet and the, and the design of the character. I am in love with it. And Sky Captain was kind of what I wanted I wanted Sky Captain to be the Rocketeer. It definitely was something else. But like apparently like one dude made all the fucking Sky Captain, so whatever, bro, I'll take it. It's it, it's got the vibe. You know. Uh that really pulpy uh kind of thing that I remember when I said I like cheesy, bro, I like cheesy. I like steampunk, I like all that bullshit. I love Art Deco, like fucking Batman the animated series just got me with that shit. So if you do like Art Deco and Steampunk, I'll just fucking explode. So Joe Johnson, Rocketeer, uh, Jumanji, notably, and the the Page Master, I believe, which um, was if you were a, a 
Pizza Hut Winner Circle type, you uh, you definitely remember the Page Master toys. And uh, Jurassic Park Part 3, which ostensibly is the closest to like a survival horror kind of thing that, that he had worked on. He did Captain America just after the Wolfman. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting career. I can see how a superhero movie kind of came out of the Wolfman original kind of idea screenplay. Uh, obviously, they had to kill the Wolfman, but, you know, there could have been, like, Son of the Wolfman or whatever, because maybe, you know, uh, Gwen survives. Maybe she was pregnant. Maybe she had a slight indiscretion with her um, betrothed or her betrothed brother, and we just never saw it. Like, whatever, you know? Uh, maybe it's a cousin who inherits Talbot Hall and gets bitten by a radioactive dust mite or something. Hey, Universal, uh, hit me up. But that would have, that, that felt more like the Incredible Hulk, the, the, the Marvel one with, um, what's this guy's name, bro? The fucking dude from Fight Club. Oh God. I, I've never forgotten this guy's name in my life, and I just forget it now. So anyway, what's the dude? Edward Norton. There we go. So it felt like the Hulk with Ed Norton, like, a bit, right? Where he's kind of like, this, I'm a fucking monster, and I transform, and uh, But instead of, like, being okay with it, and, like, doing yoga, or whatever, the, the Wolfman fucking dies. So, there's that. Dead Wolfman. All right, baby. Yeah, Wolfman Jack. Uh, yeah. No, that's it. That's all I got. I, I did a Wolfman. I did a Wolfman Jack, and I'm gonna listen back to it. And if it's bad, um, I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it. Um, hey, so be safe. Wear a mask. Stay inside. Uh, definitely wear a mask if you're trick or treating. Probably don't trick or treat. Would not advise it. Uh. If you're listening to this far in the future, the Rona 19 numbers are very bad right now. So, it's, uh, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Just, I will state the objective fact that they are increasing currently. So, stay inside, stay home. Wear a mask. Black lives matter, black lives still matter. Whatever you, whatever you want to call it, uh, but it's true. That shit's out of the news cycle, I actually don't know, so... I don't even see news about riots anymore. It's like, riots! And I'm like, what riot? So, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, perhaps technology was not our savior, but uh, we've definitely used it to betray each other. All right. Uh, and again, even though I didn't like the movie, honestly, such a, a, a respect to everybody who worked on the movie. Because it's not hard. It's, uh, Jesus Christ. It's very hard. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. I wasn't being facetious there. I just fucking said my thought backwards. It's not easy and it's hard at the same time. Uh, <laughs> um, it's very difficult and there's a lot of people involved and there's a lot of, uh, essentially death by a thousand cuts or not death, but like trans transformation by a thousand cuts in a movie and when you think about the fact that every article on the screen was placed there by a person or people 
you have to understand the, the level of buildup for what becomes a movie. So I think in this one, I definitely got a strong vibe of kind of uh, different ghost images of movies that could have been coming out, you know? And uh, that, that would have been interesting to examine. You know, maybe some insider wants to, uh, you know, drop me a tweet at CoolMarkD and be like, bro, I worked on The Wolfman. I got the, I got the hot deets. I got the sick dope. Okay, I got the straight dope on it. I got the hard dick on it. You know? Let me know. At CoolMarkD. Cool with a C and Mark with a K. Um, that's it. That's all it is. I, as, as much as humanity disappoints me, I just, I, I, I love humanity. I don't know what to say. And I think that in talking about movies, uh, it's really talking about things that we share because we share the experience of the movie or we share the actual text of the experience of the movie, but we experience it all differently and Examining that and examining those point of views has always been very interesting to me. And I will literally just bullshit with my friends about movies for hours on end if, one, I had friends that I could see, and two, the conversation swings that way. But I definitely have a group of friends where we always end up talking about Star Wars, no matter where we started. So. Yeah. Uh, also, mm, I do want to point out the reason that I am no longer a Star Wars nerd is because the the base level of nerd radiation has gotten so high in the universe that I can no longer just be detected. Like, I can't. I, I, I don't matter. There's a, a machete cut or a machete order to watch Star Wars in now. And I'm like, oh, no, this makes sense. So, yeah, just I, I give up. I give up. I, I There's nothing that I can contribute there. So I'll stay the fuck out. Anyway, bye everybody. Enjoy your Halloween. Uh, send some tweets of your costumes. I don't know. <laughs>